Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 54th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. Thank you again for your emails. Believe me, I do read them. I love hearing how much these podcasts are helping you and your teen. They encourage me to keep these podcasts coming. If you're one of those who really has been helped by my podcasts, I would love it if you can show some podcast love and give me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you are listening to my podcast. This helps other moms find encouragement and help through this podcast. I will take a two-week break over the holidays, but we'll start up again in a couple weeks in the new year. Some of you have sent me some great ideas and questions you'd like me to address for future podcasts, and I do welcome that. Today, we are going to talk about expectations and parenting. I have taken my time on this episode because it's a pretty big subject. To be human is to have expectations, but our expectations can either help us feel hopeful and help us get through hard times and transitions, or they can also cause us a lot of pain and be the impetus for drama, especially concerning parenting. How the idea for this podcast came about was I recently asked a question on the last call of my Power Your Parenting program. The question was, um, share with me some insights you've gotten from the Power Your Parenting program and what changes have you seen with you and your teen? And one of the moms said, I've been so much happier and things have been so much better between me and my teenage daughter since I adjusted my expectations. Now this got me thinking about what a big role expectations play in parenting and how you feel about your parenting. In this episode, we will explore realistic and unrealistic expectations. No expectations versus high expectations. We'll explore teens' immature expectations. And we'll also look at conflicting expectations between parents and teens and how this seeds drama. And this is especially relevant in the holidays. What are expectations? Well, it's what we expect. It's what we anticipate. It's what we hope for. An expectation can be something we think should happen or is supposed to happen. The word expectation comes from the Latin word, and I promise you I'm not going to say this word right, but expectationum, meaning and awaiting. Now, this made me laugh. I think this is especially appropriate with parenting. How many moms are awaiting for their teen to do something they should be doing? We like to think people's actions and what they say impact how we feel, but often it's our expectations that determine what we feel. Or we could say it this way. It's not just our teen's actions, behavior, words that impact how we feel. Often it's our expectations about our teens that impact how we feel. See, our expectations have emotional consequences, and this is especially true when we have unrealistic expectations regarding our teens. 
Now, humans need expectations. Expectations are anticipatory and can help us get prepared when we are dealing with the unknown. And we daily depend upon our expectations. They help us manage anxiety of the unknown. Even though we don't have a guarantee that our expectations will come true, it still feels like there is some security in holding on to expectations. They can hold the anxiety of, what's going to happen to my teen at bay? For example, you have an expectation that your teen will do their best in school and get into a good college. Your expectation gives you some security that things will someday be okay, while in real time your teen's grades may be wavering all over the map. Parenting is difficult because every day there are competing expectations between parents and teens, and a big reason for this is the immaturity of the teen's expectations. The battleground of a lot of drama is the competing expectations between immature expectations of the teen and the mature expectations of the parent. Immature expectations. Teens have unrealistic expectations. A big reason for this is the lack of life experience in that undeveloped teenage brain. Often I see a combination of idealism, naivete, entitlement, and invincibility that affect teens' expectations, which is related to where the teenage brain is developmentally. Many teens believe and behave like, fame and success is my birthright. The implicit expectation here is you should be given what you want because you want it. Like, you should get into that college of your choice because you want to go there, while the teen clearly ignores the facts that their grades and class rankings will exclude them from attending the university of their choice. These unrealistic expectations can also be called magical thinking and can really negatively impact the teen. Many teens I've talked to feel like if you're smart or talented enough, you don't really need to study or work hard. This unrealistic expectation has very negative consequences for the teen. Because when a teen believes that they don't need to study if they are smart, then when they get a negative result like failing a test, they think, I must be stupid. When you feel like you're stupid, you give up and teens won't tell you that they're giving up and that they feel stupid. What the parents see is that the teens are procrastinating and doing everything but their schoolwork. I remember a 15-year-old girl in my private practice who was very involved in choir and loved to sing but then decided to quit. When I asked her why, she said, well, I can't sing like Taylor Swift. And I paused. Now, there's so many things wrong with that statement. But What's missing here is the expectation that mastery and success takes hard work, grit, and it takes time. It's not going to happen instantly. These unrealistic expectations in teens are fueled by that undeveloped teenage brain. Because in adolescence, the lower brain, that limbic system, is in charge most of the time. This part of the brain processes things in black and white thinking, or you can call it binary thinking. Like, if I'm not smart, I am stupid. I'm either good at sports or I'm terrible at sports. So what can parents do with immature expectations? One, turn the unrealistic expectations into realistic expectations. 
Unrealistic expectations for teens can be emotionally costly and can damage a teen's self-esteem and confidence. If your teen thinks, if I'm smart, I should just make good grades and I shouldn't have to study hard or get help, then they can go into shame when they fail a test and their friends brag that they made a 97 on the same test. The teen's confidence takes a hit and often really believes they are stupid, which can make them feel sad, lose their motivation, and want to give up. What parents see here is a very edgy, rude, and defensive teen, and they don't see the shame under the surface, but it's there. Realistic expectations can help because they give hope and take away the shame factor. Often in my private practice, I tell teens that the smart kids are the ones who know they need help and seek out tutoring. I tell them that because many teens think that only the, quote, stupid ones are the ones who get tutoring. And this is especially true in middle school. I also tell them that there are many different ways to learn, that there are many learning styles and many different ways to study, and that one of the key factors to success is perseverance, determination, and grit. In other words, I am adjusting their expectations. Giving realistic expectations to your teen, like, if you get help, find your learning style, don't give up, and keep working at it, you can raise your grades. This gives your teen the practical steps and attributes to make better grades. Two, turn the teen's unrealistic expectations into realistic goals. Here is something that can help. Let's say your daughter is in eighth grade and she wants to play soccer in high school. You want her to verbalize her expectations around playing soccer. You could ask her what she pictures when she's playing soccer in high school. What will it be like? What you are trying to assess here is if her expectations are realistic or unrealistic. If she tells you that she really wants to be a good soccer player and to play every game, then turn that expectation into a goal and ask her how bad does she want to be a good soccer player? Is that what she really wants? If she says yes, then she has given you the right to hold her accountable to her goal. You can take a sheet of paper and have her write her goal at the top. Then together brainstorm and write down three to five practical steps that she can take to become a good soccer player. Like, I will attend a soccer camp this summer. Two, I can work on soccer drills. Three, I can watch high school soccer games. The point of this exercise is that you're taking your daughter's expectation of being a great soccer player, making it a realistic goal by helping her identify the steps that need to happen so that she can reach her goals. This is giving her practical hope. Now three, turn unrealistic expectations into informed readiness. When your teen is facing some major life change, they don't know what to expect. You can help your teen with informed readiness. This helps your son or daughter build realistic expectations about what the new experience will be like. Like going off to middle school, to high school, or to college. If your son is leaving a small middle school and going to a big public high school, informed readiness would get him ready for the uncomfortable and hard parts of that transition. Like, it may be hard the first couple of days of school, finding your classes, but by the end of the week, it's going to be a piece of cake. Or, you may not be in the same lunch with your best friend. What could you do if you don't see anyone you know at lunch? Informed readiness can also help with transitions like going through a divorce. 
Because your teen is going through a time of uncertainty, there is security in knowing what to expect, even if it's hard. And there is insecurity when one does not. If you're going through a divorce, ask your teen what they think is going to happen. Listen and then tell them what they realistically can expect and what they can't. And at all possible, give them the reassurance that they need, like they can still see both parents, it's not going to affect their school or their friends. Informed readiness can help with normal transitions, like when your teen gets their driver's license. So ASAP, you want to let your teen know what are realistic expectations about him driving. Your son may think that when he turns 16 that he will get a new car and take a three-hour road trip to the state college with four of his friends. You want to be clear with him early on what he can expect when he gets his driver's license like. You can get your driver's license at the end of your junior year. I'm not buying you a car, but you will be able to drive my car to work and straight back home during the summer. Your clarity about your expectations will dial down that driving drama. If you don't talk about it, there will be drama because you and your teen will definitely have very different expectations. Now we're going to talk about parents' expectations. When you have realistic expectations of your teen, everything is easier, even when you're dealing with the irritating part of parenting like wavering grades or bad moods and testing the limits. Realistic expectations can protect your heart when your daughter rejects you, ignores you, or you feel betrayed. Parents who've had unrealistic expectations about their middle school daughters can tell me that raising a middle school daughter makes them feel like they're going through middle school all over again because their daughter treats them just like the mean girls at school. See, the problem isn't with realistic expectations. The problems and drama write in when there are unrealistic expectations of your teens. And what makes this hard for parents is that this isn't a one-time thing. You have to continually evaluate, are my expectations realistic? So to have healthy expectations, you need to be flexible. And I'm not saying that you are wishy-washy and let your teen push you around, but I am saying that you give yourself the time and space to really think it through and get clear. You can talk to other parents, you can read parenting books, and one of the big reasons I wrote Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere, is to help parents adjust their expectations. And when you adjust your expectations, that's what I'm talking about when I say flexible. In my book, I look at the culture and how that impacts teens. And we also look at the teenage brain. Knowing the science helps tremendously and equips you with realistic expectations. Here are a couple of areas where I typically see unrealistic parenting expectations. One, what parents expect about their relationship with their teen. A hard transition for moms is when your child who loved to cuddle with you and begged you to take them to the movies and wanted to hang out with you, suddenly are moody and standoffish and wouldn't be caught dead going to the movies with you. If you have unrealistic expectations, this can cause you a great deal of pain. But if you know this is normal for budding teens to create some distance, this saves you a lot of emotional turmoil. 
a mom told me this week that she had this amazing time with her eighth grade daughter, and she was so happy because she felt that they were getting so close. But then the next day, her daughter pushed her away by being snarky and kind of mean. Mom was very discouraged and sad. She felt like she had done something wrong. The problem wasn't mom. It was her expectation. Mom's expectation was, if she was being a good mom, that her daughter would be happy and in a good mood all the time. I mean, this is just not true. A teen is hardwired to be in a great mood one moment and moody the next. Another expectation is having consistent family time and that everyone should love this. Now, of course, family time is a great thing, but weekly family time can become a source of conflict, whining, and drama. One of my clients joked about this and called it the forced fun family time. I'm not saying that you shouldn't cajole your teen so that you spend family time. I think that's important. But I also know that how teens are wired. Anytime something is forced and feels rigid, they're going to push back and resist. I would suggest that you are flexible with family fun time and include the teens in on planning it. I am a big believer of family rituals and quality time with your teen, but sometimes that best time with your teen is just spontaneous when there's no pressure and it just happens naturally. Um, And you can listen to my TEDx talk for some ideas. Two, another area where you can have unrealistic expectations are around what you want for your teen or your ambitions for your teen. My daughter loved to dance. She started dancing when she was three years old. She loved dressing in tutus all the time, would spin around the house anytime music was playing. I especially remember her spinning in the living room, dancing to the Nutcracker. She continued dancing through middle school. Then she worked really hard and got into a very competitive high school for performing arts. She went to dancing summer intensives. I was even a dorm mom at Point Park University in Pittsburgh. A whole summer of dance intensives. My daughter loved dance, and I loved watching her in her performances. I talked to my daughter about if she wanted to pursue dance in college. But then, in her junior year, she had problems with both of her knees, and she had a back injury. In the spring semester of her junior year, she told me that she wanted to quit dance. And I was devastated. I mean, was she going to throw away her talent? But I listened to my daughter, and there were many reasons she didn't want to continue with dance, and the biggest one is just giving her body a chance to heal. I realized I had to give up my expectation that she would dance. And you know what? She was actually fine about her decision. I was the one who was not fine. And I also had expectations that she would go away to summer camp every summer and that she would have lifelong friends from this experience. Now, I love summer camp, and I loved going when I was younger, and I had friends like that, so I wanted that for her. But my daughter didn't feel the same way. She actually didn't like sleepaway camps for many reasons, and so I had to let that go also. Our wants and ambitions often find a way of becoming expectations that we want and put onto our teens. And if that's sports or and scholarships or theater and dance and band, and it especially shows up around academics and grades. 
often our wants and ambitions for our kids can turn into unrealistic high expectations. Now, high expectations can be good for our teens, but the problem and the damage comes when they're so high that they become unrealistic. Growing up, my dad gave me the message, Colleen, that's close enough. Now, my mom had a very different message. She had very high expectations for me. She would tell me that I was smart, talented, and could do anything if I put my mind to it. But I was not a very motivated teen. I actually was kind of sluggish. I heard over and over again that I wasn't applying myself. In my teenage years, I felt comfort in my dad's words that it was close enough because I felt his acceptance. But in my adult years, I appreciated my mom's high expectations because she recognized my gifts and abilities and was putting pressure on me to develop them. Our teens need a little pressure from us to get moving and study and do the work part around school and sports or learning an instrument and language. Pressure is not bad, but too much pressure is. Too much pressure starts to backfire and hurt your parenting and your child. The dark side of my mom's high expectations was that she was a perfectionist. There was a right way to do everything, and she would get very frustrated with me when I didn't make perfect grades. And I got tired of her always being disappointed with me. I lost hope because I felt she set an impossible standard for me to reach, so I procrastinated. And I didn't put a lot of effort in my studies because I didn't think it would make a difference. So the positive side of high expectations is that we let our teens know that we see their greatness and their potential. We are believing in them. And with a little pressure, lots of encouragement, and realistic expectations of how to meet the goals, teens can rise and develop their gifts and abilities. But when high expectations are really unrealistic expectations, they can cause a lot of conflict in the home and demotivate your teen. And here's why. When we have unrealistic high expectations, our teens' experiences as too much pressure. Research has also noted that high expectations often become parental triggers for anger. Said plainly, teens see the unrealistic high expectation parent as angry, disappointed, frustrated with them all the time. And because of this, unrealistic high expectations often lead to drama because the teen will feel pressured and pushed and judged, and they will definitely let you know that. One of the teens in my private practice told me, my mom only cares about my grades. She doesn't care about me. If the teen feels you only care about how they perform, if they feel that the bar set for them is too high, they will avoid you, procrastinate, dig in their heels, and frequently give up. Many go look for places to numb out with partying and sex. There's been a lot of research in this area exploring the dangers of putting too much pressure on kids. We can't just look at our teens through the lens of what grades they make. We have to consider their self-esteem and emotional well-being. Listen to this next study. However, little attention has been paid to the negative influence of parental expectations on adolescents' emotional well-being. 
The present study investigated the effects of high parental expectations on both academic performance and depression of adolescents. In addition, it also explored whether these relationships could be mediated through adolescents' value of academic success, self-efficacy, and supports from parents and schools. The sample consisted of 872 adolescents from secondary schools, and the results revealed that high parental expectations were positively associated with adolescents' academic performance and also positively associated with their depression. Another study said that too much pressure put kids at a greater risk of developing depression or other mental health issues. Another study, parents may have high expectations of their children's academics. It also reported to have elevated depression or anxiety symptoms. Another study, the present study investigated the effects of high parental expectations on both academic performance and depression of adolescents. Often unrealistic high expectations blind parents from seeing the real strengths and unique abilities that do exist in our teens. If when you look at your teen, all you see is that he made a D in chemistry, then you could miss that he's a really good musician, or he can make a computer just from spare parts, or he always is helpful and that his coaches love him. I mean, you miss his essence. Again, you can have high expectations, but Are they realistic for your teen? Sometimes the pressure that parents put on their teens is more for the parents than the teen. They put the pressure on so the teen would get a scholarship in sports or academics. But you never want to lose sight of who your teen is and what they really want, their essence, their being, their heart. Your child is full of limitless possibility, but also is very vulnerable and a fragile human who will keep stumbling and often falling as they try to find their way in the world. Even if they are a six-foot-two football player, they still have their vulnerabilities. If you can keep your high expectations realistic, then it helps you reduce the likelihood of overreacting to your teen when that teen makes a low grade or makes a mistake. Then that teen knows there's room for a little grace, and she doesn't have to always be perfect to be loved by you. This is actually what motivates teens. Expectations and the holidays. Okay, we are entering into the holidays, and I would like to help you dial down that holiday stress through the lens of expectations. One big reason that the holidays are hard is because of competing expectations between you and your teen and husband and extended family. But let's just focus on the teens right now. One, so first let's start with you. Do you have realistic expectations for the holidays? If you're hoping that everyone will be happy and get along and it will look like a Hallmark movie, then your expectations are unrealistic. If you think that your teens will keep their phones in a drawer and be completely present with grandma all day long, then your expectations are unrealistic. If you think your teens or even your husband will say, Mom, you look a little stressed. How can I help? Then your expectations are unrealistic. I'm not telling you this so that I will ruin your holidays. I'm telling you this so you can lower your expectations and make them realistic so you can actually enjoy your holidays. 
Now, you can't control how everyone else feels, but you can get very specific about your expectations ahead of time. Two, get everyone's expectations on the table. Everyone in your family has expectations. The problem is, is that they are often unspoken. Everyone in your family assumes that their expectations are going to happen. You can see how this would turn into a cluster mess of drama. So we're going to be proactive here. You have to get your teen's unrealistic expectations on the table. Like your teen might say, "Mm, I'll open my presents and then hang out with my friends, or I'm going to hang out in my room, FaceTime, or play video games. And then you have your expectations. I want you to hang out with the family and Grammy and Gramps all day long playing games. Now let's throw the husband in the mix. And what are his expectations? Well, I expect to lay on the couch eating chips and salsa while you cook the holiday dinner. And as you can see, everyone here has conflicting expectations. The stakes are high because it's the holidays and everyone expects to get what they want. No one wants to compromise. So what's a mom to do? Three, adjust and quantify your expectations. You can say to your teenage daughter, I understand you want to FaceTime with your friends, but I need you to help me an hour before dinner, setting the table and helping me get the dinner out. After dinner, you will have time to FaceTime with your friends. Or you can adjust your expectations by saying, I know you don't want to spend all day with Grammy and Gramps, but I would like you to hang out with them for an hour in the morning and an hour after dinner when all of us are going to play a game. After that, you can go to your room. And to your husband? I know you've worked hard and want some time to relax. You can watch your football game, but I need your help after dinner. I'd like you to be in charge of getting the dishes done. And I'm going to sit on the sofa and relax with my sister's family. Four, the timing of this is super important. If you do it at the wrong time, it will be a drama disaster. You need to give everyone plenty of time to wrap their minds around their amended expectations. You can text your teens to avoid seeing their first big protest. Like, oh my gosh, mom, no! It's more tolerable over text. And you can say to them that you've listened to them and that everyone here has to adjust their expectations. You reassure your teen you're not saying no to FaceTime or videos, but it just can't be all day long. Even with your husband or partner, this is helpful to give them fair warning. I know I've given you a lot to think about. It will do you well to spend some time journaling and asking yourself, what are my expectations of my teen? Are they realistic or unrealistic expectations? And where do these expectations need to be adjusted? Okay, I love you moms. I hope you have a blessed holiday. Hey everybody, this concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, 
Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.